Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined in studio by Maggie Palmer. Hello, Maggie. Hey, Sarah. Welcome back to Portland from Ohio. Thank you. It's so nice to be back, even though it's kind of cold here, <laughs> kind of snowy. And like about 10 people have said, oh, you brought the weather with you. So if, if you're about to say that, I've heard it. <laughs> get a, get some new material, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the snow, I had a snowy run with Molly on Wednesday morning. And... Um, so we both we were texting each other and honestly there was I think like half an inch of snow or something like it was just you were here snowpocalypse in Portland so so we were texting I'm like oh are you gonna wear you know spikes and she's like oh I don't know I'm gonna see how it goes so I'm like oh no I'm gonna wear trail shoes and I forget why I guess Molly started a little early so she met me almost at my house instead of about halfway and it just the little parts where cars had driven over were so slippery. I'm like, I'm putting them on my spikes. So she, we go back to the house. I put on the spikes. And then we start running toward her house. She's like, yeah, I'm going to put on my spikes too. So then she doesn't tell me, but I know that we're on a training program, but I haven't looked at the book to see what the workout is. I don't know <laughs> what week what we're in. For. <laughs> that is what she's for, among other things. And then, uh, so we're running and she goes, oh, tell me when you hit three miles on your watch. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know, because we're going to turn around, right? She goes, okay, now we have to do four times four minutes at three to four on the exertion scale out of, you know, zero to five, one to five, and with three minutes of recovery in between. I was like, you didn't tell me that. (laughs) I did not sign up for this. So I told her I had to uh, stop and channel my chi, which Mm -hmm. I did. Oh, good. And then we started and... I got to say, I kind of crushed it. Nice. Yeah. 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 So, but it was funny because, um, because we were both wearing spikes, I could hear her behind me. We were not side by side. She told me that she wasn't going to keep up with me. And at one point we get back closer into our neighborhood. She says, someone's going to think I'm chasing you. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that was fun. I mean, yeah. So we ended up running six and a half miles because we did 16 at, you know, basically tempo. Wow. So the moral of the story is go into something not knowing Mm -hmm. what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. But when she first told me, I mean, my stomach just fell. Just fell. I was like, no. (laughs) She's like, aren't you reading the plan? (laughs) No. (laughs) Like, of course I I am. I have decided I need to text her and be like, hey, what week are we on so I know what's coming? But uh, so that was that was very fun and um, and my gosh the light it is so much lighter so much earlier yeah and it's all gonna change on what is that a week from Saturday yes yeah and then we get plunged back into darkness in the morning yeah who came up with this (laughs) at least they make it earlier in the year now you know it used to be kind of late March yeah Um, because it changes then changes pretty rapidly back yeah. to you know but but i do like that early morning light it's very nice it is really nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you need a sun lamp uh, yeah yes <laughs> so uh so you and i are going out to dinner perhaps 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 because i'm not feeling well i, have I know a, I have what a, a trooper <laughs> we were doing the facebook live and um we're about to do it and we're checking our lighting and i was like you're really glowy it must be the light in here and then i remembered that you're kind of running a fever <laughs> running a fever and uh yeah I'd, oh gosh i've just felt terrible during the night so i don't know i don't know but i'd love that you had a bet about where i'd take you yes it's all it's the same place and then you order for me 
<laughs> and you get the same meal you always get, and then you order it for me as well. Have we been to Teodi more than once? Hmm, twice. Stop it. We have. <laughs> We've been twice, oh, and I'm in so each time you kind of introduce it to me. <laughs> Like, you're going to love this. And then you talk about the patio with the fire pit. And you remind me that it has warmers. So it'll be okay. It'll be warm. (laughs) Because it is outdoors and it's on a, it's quite beautiful. So Teote, it's spelled T-E-O-T-E. I probably always tell you this. It stands for the end of the earth. Yes. uh, But, and there's two of them here in Portland, one down in Southeast and one closer here in Northeast. But the one in Northeast, as you know, does not serve the pork pork chops. It does not serve the pork (laughs) chops, everyone. So you told me you're like yeah 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 Sarah I bet with Deb that you take me to Teodi and so then the gauntlet was thrown and so then I was running on a street Alberta that has a lot of trendy restaurants and I was like oh we're gonna go to Bollywood Mm -hmm. because it's also closer to the pie place that I want to go yes Bollywood and pie. I don't know. Your stomach might be turning just thinking about it now. It kind of is. Yeah. (laughs) I saw your face. I'm all like, let's do it. (laughs) I know. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I know. I know. I know. So what's going on in Ohio with you? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, Crush and Orange Theory, of course. You know, Mm -hmm. I love it. And doing um getting with the running group as much as i can Mm -hmm. exploring the trails we're just we're going to talk about trail running here Uh it's something i don't ever do Uh and i've been doing it with ryan and it's really fun we live right by the cuyahoga national forest wow and uh yeah i got trail shoes and everything i went and got fitted at the local running shop Uh uh-huh so it's been cool and how smooth are the trails? Because out east, there are a lot of rocks and roots. They are not smooth. Mm-hmm. They're not smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's been really fun. It's definitely an adventure. Nice. And you go slower. You go. I, I like that. <laughs> I like going a little bit slower because it's kind of like, oh, there's all these roots. And my husband's just running. He's like, no, this part doesn't have any roots. <laughs> like, darn it. But does Ryan stick with you? Oh, yeah, I told you. I told you. He's, you know, he knows to stick with me. All right. Okay, yeah, good. you don't. Because <laughs> in races, he goes ahead of you, right? Well, sometimes. Uh-huh. But lately, no. Oh, He good. knows to stick with me. Oh, good. But now I have my son who just, like, leaves us in the dust. Right, right. Yeah, those dang kids. Because he's 10, and it's, like, fun. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like, you, you had to, like, stop and get your chi and, like, have your chi moment is always there with yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, let's go. Let's do it. Whatever. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And uh, and you're, but you're not going to the coast out here. You're not going out to your beach house. I'm not. I was going to, but you know it's snowy. Yeah, and it gets a little treacherous out here. Going up over. If people have run hood to coast, it's the same. This um, it's the ridge that is between that you have to go over when you are west of Portland before you get to the coast part of the hood yes, coast. Yes, yeah, and they don't salt it or. Yeah. you know, do anything with, they put gravel down, which totally mm-hmm. ruins your windshield. Sure. Mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of windshields that way, but yep. um, yeah, you know, I kind of called a couple of friends out there and they said it's, it snowed in Lincoln city, I oh. think yesterday. Wow. That's unusual to snow at the coast. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I decided not to go. Uh huh. Okay. All right. All right. Well, maybe, maybe you'll come back later. And uh, yes, I'll okay. be here in April. Good. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll plan to have you in the studio again because okay. I just love it. Don't get sick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so we are delighted to have a repeat guest, Myrna Valerio, known affectionately as the Myrnavator. A mom of a teenage son, Myrna is the author of a memoir entitled A Beautiful Work in Progress, which sprung in part out of her blog, Fat Girl Running. Myrna is an ultra runner who speaks candidly about race and body size in the running world. Maggie and I will talk with Myrna after this brief break. Stay with us. 
Myrna, welcome back. You were first on with Dimity and Me in the summer of 2015, so it's been a while. It has been a while. It seems like so long. Actually, it was. It seems like a really, really long time ago, and I, everything's been a blur. Since- I know, I know. <laughs> well, we are going to dive into what all has been happening, including that you just moved back to Brooklyn. So how are you liking urban running compared to the more rural running you were doing in Georgia? And how does it feel <laughs> to be back in your hometown? Well, you know, I'm actually now splitting time between Brooklyn and, and Montpelier, Vermont. Oh. Which is really cool. Uh, you know, two very different urban mm-hmm. settings. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's great to be back in Brooklyn. Uh, I don't technically live here. <laughs> oh. I'm just staying with my parents and it's just more convenient to be, uh, it's a more convenient place to be um, mm-hmm. in terms of all my traveling and, and all of the, the events that I, that I get to do and and all the the cool things that I get to to participate in, but um, but I do I do have a, a place up in Montpelier, Vermont, which is uh-huh. uh, really cool, um, and you know really close to lots of trails and lots yeah. of adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know I prefer to be out on the trail. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't much enjoy running road things <laughs> yeah. uh, with lots of people. I know I'm like a city girl, but uh, I, I prefer to be out in the woods. So yeah. uh, so it's nice to have a little respite up in Vermont and, uh, you know, do some snowshoeing and, and snow hiking and whatnot. Good. Yeah, so it's really fun. Good. Yeah. Good, good. So uh, Myrna, we know from your first book that you ran your first marathon in fall of 2011, which yeah. doesn't seem all that long ago because obviously we all um, think it's still like 2011 over here, <laughs> but um, in the intervening uh, seven and a half years, you have run 22 marathons and a bunch of ultra marathons. So, so take us yeah. through that progression. Did I get the numbers right? So it's 22 plus marathons and ultra marathons combined. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was like, when do you sleep? No, not 22 plus. 22. Yeah, I get it wrong too. 22 marathons and ultra marathons combined. There it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So what keeps you motivated to keep racking up all the races? Well, you know, I actually have slowed down on my events um, and I'm, I find myself doing longer, more difficult events these days. So um, be- just because it's a different challenge, you know, I'm not one, I'm not out to like do as many races as possible or do all 50 states, you know, maybe mm-hmm. one day, but mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I want to keep challenging myself in different ways. And so like right now I'm really into doing a lot of vert. <laughs> and so I've got two sky races on oh. my calendar for this year, uh, one in June and one in July. So tell, my, pe- yeah, tell people what sky races are. So sky races are races uh, on mountains. <laughs> 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 and there's a lot of, a uh, lot of ridge running. There's a lot of, you know, climbing, uh, not as in like mountain climbing per se, but uh, uh-huh. climbing with your legs um, uh-huh. and your heart uh, <laughs> and your mind. Um, there's a lot of that. And, uh, and they, they tend to be in places, uh, you know, sometimes where there's a lot of, uh, there's, and mountains where there are a lot, there's a lot, I can't even speak English right now. They tend to be in places where uh, there are mountains, number one, uh, you're running on ridge lines, you're running at altitude, not, although not all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just a lot of, lot of up and down. So more so than, you know, just traditional trail running, which, you know, tends to have a lot of uh, up and down too, but this is like more severe. 
Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. have to, and your race has to be designated a sky race by the, you know, the sky race organization. I'm not sure what it's called, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that's what yeah. sky racing is. Yeah. 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 Wow. Did you know about that? That's a totally new I concept d- to me. I did there. In, I know there's a fair number in Europe, right? Yeah. Cause Europe is cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and they have more mountains. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but they have some out in Colorado. Yeah. They've got some out in Colorado, um, out in Col- uh, California, mm-hmm. Idaho, um, mm-hmm. and some other places. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool stuff. Yeah. I'd say the East coast, the mountains aren't big enough to, to maybe to make them be sky races. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I don't think it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like a Colorado Rockies type mountain, Mm -hmm. Um, but it does have to be, you know, near the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, where you can see a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff like, and and, you know, and also in, in the East, um, you know, there are lots of, you know, if you go to like Mount Mitchell and in North Carolina and, and, you know, some of the mountains in the, uh, in New Hampshire, the white mountains in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, there, there are tons of opportunities there. I, I'm not sure how many sky races are out there, but there definitely, um, are races that have lots of vert and that are super difficult. So of, um, the 22 plus marathons, probably not including the ultras, um, which one would you choose as the first ideal marathon for a woman to run? Mm, an ideal marathon for a woman to run I think her first time it was you know what I really really loved Marine Corps Marathon that Mm. was my first Mm -hmm. there is tons of support from the community um you know people just come down to DC and they support the runners there are lots of Marines obviously Uh (laughs) um (laughs) and it's just a really really supportive atmosphere I think I think for anyone's first marathon that would be absolutely ideal it's not the easiest marathon Mm. um but you know but there there are there are a couple of hills uh and there are a couple of cutoffs that you have to be aware of of course there's the the cutoff at mile 20 where you have to beat the bridge mm. uh, and make sure you're on the bridge before they close, they close it down uh, and oh. open it back up to traffic. So, mm. so it's a little nerve wracking, but, um, but it's definitely uh, a marathon. If I were to keep doing road marathons um, now, I would definitely go back to Marine Corps marathon. In fact, I did it five times. So wow. um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really great marathon. And I, and I only have, good memories the bad memories I forgot because you know it's kind of like <laughs> pregnancy and childbirth yeah. that kind yep. of thing <laughs> yep 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 yeah it's one of the um I don't think I have many marathons left of me but it is the one that still continues to call my name Marine Corps. I definitely do it's 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 super fun yeah yeah all right so since this is a podcast with no visuals before we dive into the meat of the conversation I'd love for you to describe yourself to listeners and I ask this because some of what we'll be talking about is related to your physical manifestation sure sure well this is the first time I've had to do this this will be an interesting exercise yes. uh, and I don't have a mirror in front of me but I think I know what I look like I'm uh, black African-American um uh, I'm a big girl so uh I am definitely plus sized um I am five feet six and three quarters inches tall (laughs) and I have big feet 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I noted in the yeah you were saying that um the guy was like oh I don't know if I, if I got any size elevens so right. you do have big feet yeah for someone your height yeah yeah, yeah. so uh and uh, yeah so like I'm you know I'm round and curvy yeah, and yeah. just a little bit taller than average <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. all right yeah <laughs> and yeah. I'm beautiful so, yeah you sure uh, are so there's that. You sure are. Yes. Yes. Um, so, and, um, so as I mentioned, you, it's been about four years since you've been on the show. And originally we had you on when you were a cover model on women's running magazine. And that was one of the events that really propelled you into being a role model for what you call one word fat runners, as well as runners of colors. So it seems like it's really been quite a journey. So talk to us about that both on social media and in person. Um, yeah, I, well, I think it was actually, it was a runner's world article. Oh, it okay. was not on the cover. Uh, oh. and then, uh, many people were chagrined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, because there was a 12 page piece on me. Yeah. Uh, and... See, but in the, in the lore, you are on the cover. So, you know, that... <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we remember it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the cover of women's running magazine now. So that yeah. was, that was a couple of years later, but, um, yeah, so uh, that was uh, really cool and unexpected. You know, back in 2015, I was writing my blog and uh, uh-huh. Fat Girl Running, uh, uh-huh. which I started because I wanted um, I wanted a place to be able to write. I've always been a writer um, about my experiences as a larger runner, um, a larger distance runner um, in a field of mostly thinner athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I did. And I um, grew an audience, although I didn't think the audience was very big. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then Wall Street got a hold, got, you know, it went, I can't speak what is wrong with me. It's like, I'm not, I never get nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm just, my mouth is dry. No. <laughs> Sarah has that effect on people. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, so Wall Street Journal got wind of it and then Runner's World came later and then NBC Nightly News, I think yeah. after uh, I had done my first podcast with you guys. And, uh, and so, yeah, and so like now you know, I guess like I'm one of many spokespeople for, um, you know, the body positive movement. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I really just wanted to put myself out there as a person mm-hmm. who's fat and, and who runs and who loves running and not just because, or, or not because it, for some people it helps you lose weight, but you know, I'd already lost all my weight and I wasn't losing anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I continued to run. And so, so that was a story. <laughs> and it continues to be a story mm. um and so yeah so it's it's been this crazy whirlwind of of mostly awesomeness mm. uh you know I, I got to write a book you know mm-hmm. I had a, a, a gig at women's running magazine I even wrote a piece for uh runner's world mm-hmm. and um you know I get to do cool things like podcasts mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to be on tv um mm-hmm. and I you know actually worked on a really really cool project that I can't really say anything about but mm-hmm. it's really cool and mm-hmm. yeah that's all I can what- <laughs> and can you tell us when people will be able to see see or hear or whatever they will experience it soon soon uh, mm. You, you'll share you sound the like breaking Beto news. just saying soon. Yeah. <laughs> you'll share the breaking news with AMR, right? Yeah. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, I, I'm just going to say that it's like maybe the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, wow. Yes. So, and I had to go to LA to do it. 
So. Nice, okay. <laughs> but my lips nice. are sealed. Ooh, we will be on the lookout. <laughs> so speaking of your memoir, um, A Beautiful Work in Progress, you admit you felt pressure after the profile of you on NBC Nightly News piece aired. So um, that you had to complete the Javelina Jundred 100K because you felt so many eyes would be on you. And they wanted to see if you could complete the 62-mile course. How much does the media and public attention keep you going? As in, do you sometimes feel you can't back out because your followers and such are watching? That's a really good question. Nowadays, no, I don't care. Um. (laughs) Because I feel like if my family's there waiting, I like have to finish... (laughs) Well, you know, I, well, because the thing is that, you know, so back then, which seems so long ago, but it's actually just yesterday, right? Yes, we have no um, concept of time here. <laughs> um, you know, I, I did feel some pressure because it was a new thing to me. Like there was there was a there was a sense of novelty to it. I'd never been thrust into, um, you know, into the public. Uh, so <laughs> I'd never done anything public like that. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. You know, I'd mm-hmm. never had to kind of live my life publicly. Um, and so I did feel a little b- bit of pressure. Most of it was internal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to, you know, make sure that uh, <laughs> that naysayers couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. come at me and say, well, you know, she doesn't really do this. You know, she's faking it. Although I did <laughs> experience that. Uh, which we'll probably talk about in a, in a little yeah. bit. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I really wanted people to know, like, look, look this is for real. This is, uh, this is who I am. I do do these things. I am slow, but I do do these things. Um, and, you know, sometimes I complete them, sometimes I don't. And so, and I, you know, I failed pretty publicly uh, often <laughs> in terms of not, not being able to finish something or DNFing or, or being pulled off a course. And, but that's all part of the journey, you know, that's part Mm -hmm. of anybody's journey. And as a runner, as, as somebody who does endurance events. And uh, so once that started happening and once, you know, I was okay with failing publicly or, you know, not being able to do something or not being able to start something, even though I said I was going to, but you know, life intervenes and everyone Mm -hmm. has life, right? Everyone has Mm -hmm. things that they need to do. um, You know, things that happen in your family, things that happen in your workplace, which sometimes prevent you from, you know, chasing after a particular goal. And Mm -hmm. so, and so, you know, so, and I've always been an open book. I've always been a person who is you know, who tries to be honest with myself, with other people. I always try to have integrity. And so, um, and so that's part of my fabric. And so now, I mean, I do care that, you know, I have a post up on Instagram because, you know, uh, I make a living (laughs) 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 off of of social media right now. So, um, so I do care that, you know, I, I, I'm posting and I have interesting things to post. Um, and so I'm, I make sure that I'm doing interesting things, but if I fail at something, if I, if I go out for a 50 K or if I go out for a race and I don't complete it for some reason, I don't, you know, I feel bad about it because it was a goal that I wanted to mm-hmm. achieve. 
Um, and, you know, of course, and I, you know, I, I feel, um, you know, I, I feel some, some type of way when, you know, I know I have an audience looking at me, but that just teaches people that I am a real human being. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have trials and tribulations just like everybody else. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, and if there are people that want to, you know, make something of it, they can make something of it. I don't care anymore. Cause like, that's mm-hmm. not about me. <laughs> it's about mm-hmm. them and their own, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, their own darkness. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've followed you for years and I remember um, sometimes people would say things like, she's not really running. She's not really doing that. Um, And I would think that's something you have to get over. I mean, I always say, don't read the comments, but of course we all always do. So I just couldn't imagine if it was actually about me, but it sounds like, like you said, that's kind of, that's their issue. It is their issue. Um, You know, and I did, uh, after the actually after the runner's world uh article came out and then the nbc nightly news that's when i stopped reading comments Mm, yes (laughs) because Mm. when i read something negative uh and i think a lot of people are like this right because we're human and we have emotions (laughs) um Mm -hmm. unless you're one of those humans with that don't have (laughs) um you know, it, it's like, it has a, an effect on me. Like it, you know, it causes emotional pain because people are speaking poorly of you or they're challenging, you know, what is your own personal truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like, and I noticed that my heart rate would go up and, mm. you know, and my, my breathing would get shallow whenever I started reading comments, even if they were positive comments because I was always expecting something negative and so I just stopped reading them um and and my life has been so much better Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh you know uh unless somebody dms me you know uh personally or, or directly or uh or you know writes me a message in my inbox you know and people are mostly positive and mostly encouraging and motivating and uh but uh you know every now and then I'll get something and you know, but now I just, I delete it. I don't want to see mm-hmm. it, you know, cause mm-hmm. it'll burn a hole in my computer or my phone and my brain and my heart. And I don't have time for that. Yep. Yep. Amen. Amen. So, and are you no longer uh, teaching Spanish or, um, so is being, uh, <laughs> is being you your full-time job? Being me is my full-time job. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You do it very so well. Weird. It's so weird to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was a teacher for 18 years and I left the teaching profession, uh, in June of 2018. Oh. And, uh, and you know, and, and people ask me, somebody asked me today if I miss teaching, I said, Nope, mm-hmm. I love teaching. I Mm -hmm. love education. I loved being in the classroom. I loved not every minute of it, but I love most of it. I do miss my kids. I miss my students. Uh Um, but, uh, but I don't miss that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So one nugget in your book that really stood out to me is in the appendix. And it was from a talk you gave at a fat activist, fat activism conference. And you said slash wrote, you become much Sorry, you become more adventurous when your body is primed, strong, and ready for new things. Your mind will follow. I just love that. And so could you talk a bit more about that? Um, yes, I can. Did I write that? (laughs) (laughs) um, And thus the plagiarism scandal comes out. Yes. (laughs) Um, well, really quickly, whenever, you know, somebody quotes me and I'm like, wait, did I, where did I write that? (laughs) It was from the talk, it was from the talk you gave and it's in the, it's in the back of your book. Okay. That's right. Okay. The appendix. Okay. Got it. It was an online fat activism 
conference. Uh, and I, you know, I have some issues with that movement, but you know, I did it. It was a paycheck, (laughs) but, uh, but yes. So like, so when you're, when you are physically active and I, and I do personally believe that people should be physically active if they can. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, when you're physically active, your body is primed, you know, when you are moving, um, uh, you are learning and you are experiencing the world. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and so that makes you ready for adventure. And my, my whole new brand is adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a 2018 national geographic adventure of the year, um, <laughs> it really, you know, it, it was such an honor to receive that, that designation. But then I was like, yes, my life is all about adventure. Um, mm-hmm. And so if I want to adventure, I've got to be physically ready. I've got to be mentally ready. I've got to be like spiritually prepared for what comes at me and, and, you know, what I am confronted with, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And so I think when you are um, physically ready, that just kind of opens up your everything um, and, and, and prepares you for, whatever happens. And so, uh, so that's, that, that's kind of the way I live my life. Um, I actually, today I had a personal training, uh, appointment with my crazy personal trainer (laughs) 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 who, uh, he's like, you know, you do all this crazy stuff. He might've said another word. Uh, (laughs) he's an ex Marine and an ex NYPD. Cowboy. So (laughs) awesome. He's awesome. But you know, you do this, you do that. You hurt your knee. Was it sky? What did you do? Skydiving? What did you do? (laughs) You you know, you're doing all this running and stuff. You've got to be prepared. You have to make sure that your body works uh, so that you can continue living the life that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really, really love that he said that uh, Mm -hmm. because I do want to do crazy things. I want to do this. I want to do that. I may not want to do skydiving, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, you know, but when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm up, when I'm feeling physically fit, I'd like, I feel like I can do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that was a very long answer to your question. No, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to quote something else you said that you may or may not remember. Um, (laughs) That same talk at the Fat Activism Conference, you recommend having a practice of visual and visceral self-love. So can you share with us what you practice? Um, Okay, so that was a couple of years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't necessarily do this all the time, but I do catch myself looking in a mirror and I'll say things like, damn, you look good. You know, uh, even if I'm not feeling it. Um, and it does something to me mentally. I don't know what happens psychologically or, um, or whatever it is, but you know, if I look at myself and I say, damn, you look good. Uh, Mm -hmm. it just, it kind of changes my mood. And, um, and I, you know, I think the same kind of thing, uh, and people may disagree with me. I think the same kind of thing happens when you, when you take a selfie, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because I think you are kind of presenting yourself to the world in the way that you want to present yourself Mm. Mm -hmm. um you know some people might put filters or whatever but look that's the way you want to that's the way you want to be seen I'm I'm okay with that um Mm -hmm. but and I so I think that kind of follows along the same line you know like I look into the mirror and I profess my admiration for myself not in a narcissistic way (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but just saying you know like wow like you are a really cool human being and you look good so, uh, it, cause I definitely don't always feel like that. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm doing photo shoots and bathing suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't always necessarily feel super, super, super confident. I'm a pretty confident person, but it's, you know, it's not, you know, hundred percent of my day that I, you know, feel, you know, uh, like I rock. <laughs> um, and so, so, but like when I, I think it's a practice, it's something that you have to uh, kind of be able to, to call on uh, when you're having those really difficult moments. And so that's why mm-hmm. I do sometimes look in the mirror and say, you know, damn, you look good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting you mentioned selfies and filters because I was, you know, before this interview, I was um, scrolling through your Instagram feed a little bit more closely than I normally do. And I was like, wow, she doesn't use any filters. Like I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by that. Stalker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want, well, you know, sometimes I'll use the, you know, those, the color filters on oh. Instagram, but I don't, I definitely don't use any of those face fixing things uh-huh. or skin fixing things uh-huh. uh because i do i think i have nice skin you do you have beautiful <laughs> skin you. oh my goodness yeah um and i don't feel like i you know i don't need to do any of that uh you know i also try to take pictures with good lighting so uh-huh. um you know because that's a, an important thing for uh somebody who now works in social media yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, um yeah. yeah and so like but my professional pictures that i don't take there might be filters on that i you know i take no responsibility <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but usually you know because i you know i don't i don't know how to you know use photoshop or anything uh personally yeah. uh first of all, because it's too expensive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Takes too much time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I just, you know, I use my iPhone or my, I have a GoPro and I have a a nice camera and Uh uh, you know, I don't do that, but you know what? I, you know, I don't begrudge anybody that does, you know, Mm -hmm. if if that's Mm -hmm. how you, again, if that's how you want to present yourself to the world, it's like you have skin that has no blemishes on it or, (laughs) you know, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. your your close friends and 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 people you need to know and people you need to have in your circle are in your circle. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of a um, advice bit. Um, in your book, you share an anecdote about the game changing effect of using hiking poles. So talk to us about that as well as any other advice you'd give gals getting started in ultra marathons or someone who's considering doing an ultra marathon. Oh, do we have another hour? Um, okay. Um, oh, goodness, there's so many things. Learn how to eat real food while you're uh, mm. on the trail. Um, that is probably, you know, it's, it's more important than using trekking poles because you can get mm. through even a really tough, tough race without using trekking poles. Uh, and by the way, if you're going to use trekking poles, they should be trail running specific trekking poles that fold up and go into your pack Um, and they need to be light Uh, black diamond makes them um, lakey makes them a bunch of different companies uh, make them there they're really really awesome so you definitely should invest in a pair Um, Uh so back to food Um, I you know through through, through trial and tribulation (laughs) 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 through through trial and error uh-huh. I haven't even had a glass of wine yet. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> through trial and error, I have learned for myself that um, I can only really have four gels, you mm. know, in a marathon and up. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I my stomach just goes crazy and then I can't eat or drink anything. 
Um, and so I um, like real food, uh-huh. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. We can support that. I know, uh-huh. you know, I know there's some people that are vegan and stuff. There's like vegan bacon too. Uh, mm. I like, I like it for the salt, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. protein um, and it tastes good and doesn't sure taste does. like sugar. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and then get a really, really good, um, electrolyte powder fluid, uh, that, um, that doesn't upset your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have found the perfect one for me, uh, but, mm-hmm. but it might not be the perfect one for someone else. Like I need something with a higher sodium content. So it's, you know, that's something that you learn as you, I would definitely try it in shorter races. I wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. go out and say, I'm going to do my first 50 K <laughs> and I'm going to try this product. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not a good idea. And it's not a good idea for any, uh, new race <laughs> or uh-huh. any, you know, trying anything new, uh, before a big race, you know, if you're going to yep. try something out of a 5k, that's one thing. But if you're, you know, trying something out of for a marathon or above, uh, that's not smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've definitely made that mistake too. So mm. that's, that's number three. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> try your stuff out at home before. Um, and, uh, yeah, make sure I would say that was number three. Number four is to make sure you are wearing really good shoes, um, mm. mm-hmm. uh, and that you have tested, uh, that they, they have proven to you their worth, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and, and really, and you go get fitted, you know, Mm -hmm. go to an REI or whatever your local, uh, running store is and, and get fitted for something that's going to work for your foot, your build, the amount of Mm -hmm. mileage you're doing. I think that's Mm -hmm. really important. And that's, that's important in road running too. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And also, uh, it, know that uh, <laughs> when I uh, used to do a lot of volunteering for um, ultras before I was an ultra marathoner, and it was really mm. funny how um, we get a lot of people, this is in New Jersey, we get a lot of people from New York City who are all road runners, and they wanted to do their first 50K or 100K or whatever, and they would come out to the trail and complain about the puddles. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then you'd hear them complaining about how they're, they don't understand why they're so slow. They usually run eight minute miles or nine minute miles. You will Uh slow down on a trail because it's not flat pavement. You will Uh be climbing hills. Sometimes you have to walk. Number five, sometimes you have to walk and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, it doesn't make you less of a runner. It doesn't make you less of a human being. Uh, okay. You know, both here in the U.S. and in, in Europe, nobody except for maybe Kilian Jornet. <laughs> Nobody runs the hills. Uh, you know, if they're, if it's like a 2% incline or 3% or even 5% incline, somebody, some people do run, but you know, you've got 30, 30% inclines, you know, no one's running that. Mm, so yeah, don't go yeah. out looking like a fool. Um, <laughs> you know, always, you know, you do you, but like <laughs> also protect yourself. Uh, yeah. and don't, you know, don't expend all your energy trying to run a hill because, you know, you think it makes you look less of a, than look like less of a runner. If you, mm-hmm. if you're hiking and you learn how to power hike, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that I'm still working on my power hiking. Uh, mm. I'm awful. It, I'm <laughs> so slow on the uphills, but whatever, I'm just doing my own thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> as long as I make the cutoff. So, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, you, you're going to be slower, bring poles, eat real food, learn, learn the signals that your body gives you. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you know, you might be bonking and you might not know why, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or try to like be intellectual about it. It's really hard when you're bonking and like, you know, you're, 
uh, you're feeling really vulnerable, but like, why am I bonking? Am I thirsty? Do I need more? Do I need a, a salt tab? Do I need something to eat? Do I need to stretch out a little bit? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Do I need somebody to give me a hug? You know? <laughs> Do I need to sit down by the fire uh, uh-huh. in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. at the, uh, the Havelina? This is this is me. I didn't I didn't know why I was feeling so bad. Uh-huh. Well, it turned out that, and this is like the third loop. I was about I don't know. I had about 12. Nah, out of 45 mile more miles to go. No, 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 oh. no. Uh, 15 more miles. I had oh done 42, 45 or something. And so uh-huh. I'm at the uh, aid station and, um, and I, you know, I was just, I felt horrible and I, I couldn't understand why, but you know, I hadn't eaten anything for like the last two oh, hours <laughs> and, but I couldn't get anything down. And so I get into the aid station, they sit me down and they're like, what do you need? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when was the last time you ate? Um, at the first aid station. Oh, or, boy. What, you know, or something ridiculous. And they were like, sit down, put your feet up. <laughs> and then he brought me some broth over. I think I wrote about this in the book. Yes, yeah, yes. He brought me uh-huh, some broth yeah. over. And then it was like, ah. <laughs> 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 Magically woke up out of whatever stupor I was in. Turned out that yeah. I needed salt. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then he brought me some noodles because uh, uh-huh. after that I could actually eat and I could drink. And then he got me some ginger and he said, now you need to leave. <laughs> he pushed me out of the aid station. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your time here with us is done. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then my fourth, my fourth loop just went swimmingly because now I could eat, I could drink. You know, it was nice. not, not to say it wasn't tough because it yeah. was, it was horrible, but, um, <laughs> it was horrible swimmingly. Um, and, uh, and then I finished. So, nice. um, so yeah. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah, those are great tips. Um, and I do remember all of that from your book because I just, you were kind of imagining the cactus and different things coming to life. Yes, uh, the javelinas. Yes, I thought they were yes. coming after me. They yeah. were chasing oh you gosh. and it was like the cars on the road. Yes. <laughs> it's like the Lion King or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, we've been following you and we saw you were in Costa Rica um, oh, with yeah. your awesome women's bikini quest. photo yeah. shoot and uh, skirt sports photo shoots, women's quest camp. So what is next for you? Um, actually, uh, the day after tomorrow, I'm going back to Costa Rica. <laughs> Envious. Um, wow. To, well, you know, because my work is location independent now. So, uh-huh. um, so I can write all my blog articles or whatever I have to write for various, my various sponsors and partners. I can do that from anywhere. Um, nice. so I decided, cause I actually do need a vacation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so because that was, that was work <laughs> when uh-huh. I was there last, it was great, but it was work. I worked the entire time. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I'm taking my son uh, nice. and we're going to do some surfing. I'm going to do work, but, uh, but I'm also going to sleep uh, uh, and, and train. <laughs> I got nice. a of races coming up. So, uh, uh, so yeah. So after that, I, you know, I, I do a half marathon, a road half marathon, which I haven't done oh. in a minute. Um, wow. a, uh, what do you call them? Rock and roll in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just kind of a spur of the moment pressured by a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> do you know how that goes? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and then in, um, in April, I fly to Morocco. 
<gasps> wow. Oh, that's my bucket list, Morocco. Yeah, well, and I've never been there, and it's and it's horrible because my husband's from Africa, and I've never been there. Um, <laughs> I've been married for 18 years, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, am doing day one of the Marathon des Sables. Oh, that's um, fantastic. So I'm really happy that I'm only doing day one. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> 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 and you know they don't announce the distances until you get there. Yeah. Um, so you know I I could be doing uh, eighteen miles or I could be doing fifty. So oh my uh, gosh. in the desert. So, yeah. So say um, lost sand in the shoes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, and part milk. of the reason one of the reasons I'm going to Costa Rica is so I can just run on the beach and run in the sand mm. in the loose mm-hmm. sand. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my excuse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's your story and you're sticking with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and surfing because there's lots of surfing. in the Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then uh, in, I'm skipping over a lot of stuff, but you hear the major yeah. things. In May, I go back to the Azores uh-huh. um, and I'm going to take a second crack at the 65K there. I DNF'd wow. last year because uh-huh. uh, of an ankle injury. And that I thought was healed, but it wasn't. Uh, uh. I found that at 25K. Uh. <laughs> um, and then um, and then I do, that's May, June, I go out to California, to Tahoe and uh-huh. do uh, the 26K at the Broken Arrow Sky Race. Uh-huh. And then July, I do another Sky Race in Idaho with, with my coach. Uh, uh-huh. I said, sign me up because I didn't really have any choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and each of those races have like any, from between 45 and I think 5,000, 5,500 uh, feet of gain. Wow. Um, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, and um, again, I'm skipping over a lot, but my, these are like the major, major things. Uh, and then I do Trans Rockies for a third time. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. In August, which I'm super excited about. Uh, my coach is coming along, so he's going to kick my butt. Is he going to be your partner um, in the race? I'm hoping that we just do individual. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought can you... do my own thing. <laughs> I thought you had to do it with a partner. I thought it was oh, a two-person no. race. You do. Oh. You can do it with a partner. I do the solo just because like, I don't want to have to... I don't want anybody having to wait for me. Uh-huh. So I don't ever have to wait for anybody uh-huh. Uh-huh. In the back, but um, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want that pressure. I just, I want to be out there. I want to be on the trails. I want to get to talk to the sweeps because you know, uh-huh. and I are friends now. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I want to enjoy the trails, you know, with, yeah. people, with, there is some pressure to, you know, to make the cutoffs and stuff, but they're very generous cutoffs, but like, uh-huh. you know, it's just an adventure. And, um, you know, uh, and my, my coach is training for hard rock right now. So he's oh. super fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to have to keep up with him. Yeah. He can have his own experience. He's probably still going to be recovering from hard rock. Uh, and you know, maybe he, he'll want to hike with me, but like, I think we're going to do it individually. And, um, uh-huh. and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's going to be really, really fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will be watching you on Instagram and following along. And thank you so much for talking with us. Have a great time in Costa Rica, Myrna. Thank you. I will. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All righty. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So I want to have Myrna's travel schedule. I know. I need to go to Costa Rica to train. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It sounds delightful. All right, well, let's hear what Dimity and her pals are up to in the Train Like a Mother Club. 
Hey everybody, it's Dimity here with your Train Like a Mother Club Corner, our last one in February. I like to call February the longest, shortest month. So, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Just saying month number two. Anyway, I'm coming to you today from the Running by Heart Rate program, the 10K and Half Marathon programs, um, with a big kudos for Christina, who she, who um, posted on the Facebook page. She wrote, I have never felt more committed to, quote unquote, getting it done than I did this weekend. And I'm a super wimp when it comes to cold. But when you add in rain and wind, the temptation to stay in is huge. But I ran two days in a row in the cold and windy rain. Yay me. Yesterday's long run got pretty bad in the middle of the time I had scheduled. So I came back inside and, quote unquote, ran for a little bit on the stationary bike before going out again to finish my time. Today, I am super proud of myself. And then she says, and of course, it is sunny and mild this morning. Ugh. So that is just so cool for her to head out when you don't want to, especially when the weather is not cooperating. Come back in, maybe take a little break. And I put break in air quotes there with a little run on the stationary bike and then to head back out. She did a mini triathlon. Great job, Christina. Um, Looking forward to checking in with you next week. We've got a fun interview with our first mother runner of the month coming up. So look for that. And in the meantime, have a great week, you guys. And I will talk to you soon. To stay up to date on all things Another Mother Runner, please subscribe to our email newsletter. It takes just a sec. Go to anothermotherrunner.com slash subscribe. Again, that's anothermotherrunner.com slash subscribe. We are announcing some very exciting news on Friday, March 15th. I don't know if it's big news as as Myrna's, but uh, you're going to want to know this. So if you receive our email newsletter, you'll be one of the first to know. We also appreciate you subscribing to and rating this podcast wherever you listen. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles.